Hi, y'all. My name is Denasia. And my name is Faith. And we are two 20-something type A black girls. Season two of this podcast is about our journey navigating post-grad life, the corporate world, and life in general as type A black girls. We hope you enjoy it. Season two of this podcast is about our journey navigating post-grad life, the corporate world, and life in general as type A black girls. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. Long time no see. How y'all doing? <laughs> Episode nine. Can you yeah, believe girl. we're almost we're at the end? We're at the end. So, uh, it's a lot. Yeah, I know. We only got one more left. So, I hope you guys have been enjoying the ride so far because... It's only been 10 episodes, but it feels like we've been here for a minute. Yeah, no, I was thinking back and I was like, honestly, from like, even season two, episode one, we've, ugh, we've come a long So way. much has happened. No, for so, real. So like, much has happened. I think back then we were, we were talking about moving. Right. We were, we were talking, I was talking about graduating and finishing classes and this about to be here next week. I know. Girl. <laughs> okay. And by the end of the year, it's going to be a whole different we could do like park. a compare and contrast no oh we definitely we will definitely have that <laughs> we were literally just planning out what, we, what we're about to do when we have a lot in store for y'all um so yes, make sure y'all follow so. type a black girls to keep up with yes. us when we when we aren't posting because we're gonna take a little break okay um <clears throat> but let's just get right into our rose thorn and bud um i'll go first uh so for my rose i started my big girl job if you follow me on um, instagram you already saw that I just was going through a lot for real, but um, follow me if you really want updates for real. But I think I'm gonna do like a little circle of like just little random things that happened to me at working um, on my on my page. What are those things called? Highlights. I'm gonna make oh, a highlight. story highlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a little like idiosyncrasy kind of happened. Like I was I was working and I was like, hey, like where did I put my hours? And literally, my coworker looked at me and was like your salary honey and I was like and that and while that may be true where <laughs> do I put my hours at like how do you know I'm working for real and he's like as long as you get the work done like he's like I don't start until like 10 30 like what oh wow yeah because I never I never thought about that yeah because everybody were and the thing is I had interned with them and I put my hours in so I was I was like okay I'm in the system okay well where did I put my little eight nine hours at for real so yeah because everybody a lot of my co-workers work in San Jose and we work on the east coast nobody's up until like 10 30 11 mm, so like your time yeah 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 my time so I was like I was listening there like should I be offended but it's like no like I feel like that was a very valid question like where did I put my hours yeah, yeah, we've been working hourly all our lives. Literally. Like I've been like, where do I clock in? No, literally. Like so that that was just I was like, okay, girl, like <laughs> you could have just said a little bit nicer, but um, I, I'm still trying to figure out my coworkers' like like personalities. Granted, it's only and I literally spent like three four hours with them, so it was kind of hard to gauge. But anyways, um, my bud is classes are done next week, and I have to delete Instagram, Instagram, and I feel like it's a lot for me because I've been on a roll. I've been on a roll, <laughs> especially not, not not actually posting, but I'm posting on my story. I've been on a roll and I feel like I'm like, dang, I'm letting y'all down. But it's really giving edge of glory vibes. Lady Gaga edge of glory vibes because <laughs> my professor last classes, uh, my professor even, was even like, I, we had, we got, girl, we got a Zoom call. I, I'll, I'll bring that up in my thorn. Um, but yeah, it I, Instagram will not be 
be be touched unless it, it's I will literally re-download it or do it on Safari to post for type a black girl. That's all y'all get it. That's all y'all get yeah. it. Um and for my thorn, my period has been rocking and stalking me. Um I if you have been listening to the other rose button thorns for I think the the entire episode um uh, the entire season, I had a, a lot of drama happened with like getting me getting my boxes and stuff and my stupid self left my last pack of birth control in my boxes and I I thought they were going to get delivered on time they ended up not so I had to like order it from like you know those like get birth control online discreet like on TikTok Uh, (laughs) I had to I had to go through that and they it didn't come in until like two weeks after I was supposed to actually start my birth control so I don't know when my period's ending and it's just been very like pop goes the weasel vibes I don't know when it's coming or going my cramps have been rocking and socking me so and I've just been fatigued and this is the worst time to be fatigued because I have no energy to do anything especially Mm. especially my capstone and I can't I I can't all I want to do is lay down with my heating pad and just wait for my ibuprofen to soak in so that's been me for the past on since last Friday um I got I got a twofer for my thorn um I because I'm at the end of my classes for I've never read a syllabus I have never read a syllabus (gasps) I really not not like not all the way through I've I've never read a syllabus girl I'll be reading that thing through and through because you look too close you might be like oh why do you have a requirement to come in at 7 a.m every third weekend like literally it'd be the most random stuff and that's exactly what happened because why did I get on a call my professor yesterday because that's how much edge of glory I am and I was like hey this isn't working like I can't figure this out. I was on the stupid thing for the three hours. I was just, I was literally zipping the wrong directory. It was so agitating. Why did this man was like, where's your Android at? I said, what do you mean? He was like, you need a, it's required for you to have an Android in this class. This isn't syllabus. It was Mm. 11 o'clock. I said, he said, okay, well, share your screen. Uh, We were on Zoom. Share your screen. Uh, I will show you which Android to get. Y'all, why I had to spend $53 on this Android? And it best believe it's getting returned on Monday. Oh, it's it, not. It's. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad I'm even like financially like okay, financially stable to even buy just an Android on, on a on a Wednesday on a whim, right? Like, so, call me Miss Two Phones. Like it, it's been a lot. Like, it's really just been <laughs> not a lot. Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates vibes, <laughs> and I'm just listening here like. I literally have to have the phone and plug it into my Mac in order to show that I have an app that I made. Like, can you just, like, let me screenshot it on my phone and then I can just upload the PDF. And just send it to you. It's just, but he's actually extremely sweet. And the fact that he's even, he even asked if I need an extension. He's like, I can just give you incomplete and you can finish some stuff up. I said, wow shout out to him for real because i might need that but we'll see um so that's me what about you moms um so my rose if you listen a couple episodes back you know me and the treadmill kind of got into a tussle (laughs) but i'm back at the gym (laughs) i'm back at the gym and i've been eating consistently for like the past week and why did i already gain like three pounds like how how many times do you typically eat for real I don't be eating. Like, I no. really will, like, be like, I did not eat today. No. Or I'll be like, but it's never intentional. It's just, yeah. like, I just have so much going on that I'll eat, like, one meal a day and I'll snack throughout the rest of the day. Mm. Like, I don't be eating consistent breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, wow. 
So I finally started eating consistent breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay. and it was giving capital P. Like, oh my goodness. I was like, why am I kind of getting a little thick in here? <laughs> so I'm, I don't know. I, I didn't know the secret was just eating. That. <laughs> no, I knew. I was just too, I just didn't have the time to like meal prep and like, I feel like meal prepping is a lot, but once you do do it, I feel like it pays off a lot. Mm. so my goal bro y'all have been listening to this since however long you've been listening you know that in january that was my goal was to bulk up and be a fitness girly then it was by my birthday now my birthday is september 23rd like <laughs> it's not gonna happen by then so at this point is by the end of the year okay mm-hmm. like we're just gonna try again in 2023 i don't really care mm-hmm. um so that's what's going on with my rose um my bud is that i'm going to tiana taylor concert love love that woman Oh my gosh, I saw her at Day in Vegas and she was giving me like Janet Jackson vibes. Like she is just such a good performer. Her and Doja Cat are up there for like the best performances I've ever seen live. Yeah. Doja Cat <laughs> ate that stage up and wasn't uh, even the headliner. That was a okay. really fun time. The headliner, I don't even remember who the headliner was because they didn't eat like her. I Ooh, love Doja Cat. It was Do- J. Cole and. Oh, are you talking about oh, Day in Vegas? Yeah, you're, th- you're thinking about the first day in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second day in Vegas was where Doja was at. The, oh, when she came back. I see. Yeah. She was amazing. So, Tiana Taylor, shout out to her. Um, I can't wait to see her. And I, I'm really mad that I can't see The Weeknd on tour. If you know me, you know The Weeknd. The Weeknd and Brent Fayez got me in a chokehold. Yeah. Got me in a chokehold. And I can't see The Weeknd because the timing is just, like, horrible. So, Tiana Taylor, I'm down for her. Um, and my thorn is that, like, Faith is talking about deleting Instagram. Listen, I don't know if anyone else goes through this, but I have these periods where I just need, I feel like the need to just ghost, like, delete everything. Just do not, just basically clear my phone out and not have any social media, anything. Just ghost and just start over. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, like, a revamping or, like, a, what's the word? Um, rebranding. I don't know if it's a rebranding I feel coming on. Yeah, I really have the need to just like not post anything, just go ghost for like a month and then come back. I don't know. And I don't know what it is because I've, I have that feeling before, but usually I don't go through with it. But literally this week, I was like, I'm ready to delete everything. Oh, wow. I was like, nah, I don't know what it is. A social media cleanse, I guess. And I have friends that go through social media cleanses and they're like, it is the most peaceful thing ever. Like my one friend, she deletes Instagram and she was like, I might just not come back. Oh, wow. And I said, wow, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> but also, Instagram's turning into TikTok anyway. Like, why am that I part. seeing random people on my For You page? I don't know these people. Sick. Yeah. Literally sick. No, yeah. So, we'll see. But um, if I go ghost, I guess I'll be posting on the type A black girls. That's yeah. how y'all gonna know about my life. Because mm-hmm. other than that, <laughs> I don't know. TBD, honestly. But um, this episode, as you guys see by the title, we're talking about unrealistic expectations of black women. And we, we really feel like as black women, there's a lot of pressure put on us for a lot Mm -hmm. of different things. But as you guys will see, I think there's a lot to unpack in this episode because I feel like society puts pressure on black women for a lot and Mm -hmm. we just kind of go through with it and we just live our day to day carrying this on our shoulders without really truly unpacking it. So it's giving therapy session again for this episode. Buckle up, buckle buckle, up. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, get a blanket or something, girl. But let's start off with our first point, which is the expectation that us as Black women, we always have to have it together. Uh, this is, yeah, deep breath, baby. For real. 
the strong black woman syndrome I feel like is so strong and so ingrained in us that Mm -hmm. if you don't have it together you feel like I'm failing at life or I'm weak or I don't have it together yeah in reality it's okay to not be okay Uh uh-huh because a lot of us we all don't we we all don't know what's going on and social media does not help it either Mm -mm. it sure don't and that's part of the reason why I was so willing to just delete social media because having to see everyone else and what's going on in other people's lives constantly all day like realistically we are not supposed to be seeing this many people and dive this deep into their lives day in and day out like it's unhealthy the Mm -hmm. amount of exposure we get to other people on social media Mm -hmm. I feel like it really does affect you mentally yeah it's I, I feel like it's it's really hard seeing like oh like they're doing so much better than me but realistically you don't you really don't know what's going on like there's few creators slash people that I follow that I'm like I feel like I have a good good understanding of what's going on you know because a lot of people Mm. they just they just post like they post the bright sides of their life not right unless unless a cousin died or a grandma died you don't really I feel like that's the most sad sad case that case you get on social media yeah yeah no I feel that and honestly for me it's not like on social media it's not like I'm going through and comparing myself to each celebrity that I anything like that oh no but it's just like because I truly I don't even follow that I try not to follow that many celebrities like I'm not up here like pocket watching Kylie Jenner's story (laughs) but it's just like at the same time like it can be really hard to just kind of not allow what other people are doing to not at least affect you in some way shape or form yeah and like kind of keep your own sense of self what's the word yeah like your own sense of self without being bogged down by what things are being talked about what's the newest thing on the shade room I don't even follow the shade room and the thing still ends up on my feed like yeah I do not follow these people and the comments in the shade room be oh, malicious insane like do you know that daggering trace back to you do you understand that like the aunties in the shade room bro no. I would never want to be posted on the shade room <laughs> I think I would literally collapse like <laughs> to my knees because they are brutal like they will tear you apart about anything but um, besides that, I think the general expectation is that for us, it can be really hard to tap into your more feminine and like soft energy side yeah. that you, you hear people talk about all the time because mm-hmm. we're expected to be so hyper independent, which is essentially masculine energy. So like, I don't know. I feel like it's hard because like, I feel like a, a, a not a trigger word, but like a keyword right now on like hashtags and just TikTok and Instagram reels is like, soft life and my feminine energy mm, it's like girl mm-hmm. you just putting on lotion you're literally just putting on lotion yes that's the other thing too they make it too materialistic uh, tie, yeah tied to like a beauty standard mm-hmm. it is not about like using tree hut scrubs in the shower like <laughs> <laughs> don't give me i'm not even gonna hate on tree hut baby because i love I, some tree every hut scrubs. Time. every time they do it every time okay but i don't think that equates to being like in your feminine energy yeah or being living a soft peaceful life because guess what i'm putting on tree hut scrubs in the tub and i'm stressed out every day and living a hyper independent lifestyle like it doesn't equate so i think people think of it as like very surface level and it's not that yeah i feel like to tap into your more feminine soft side ah it takes a while and you break you got to break a lot of generational curses Mm mm-hmm a lot that means yes. going to therapy buckaroo basically okay. yeah because you can't really be I feel like unless you unpack whatever traumas you've gone through in your life or whatever you're truly 
to heal through, there's no progress that's going to be made. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. And I think being hyper-independent stems from generational curses of Black women having to carry their households, like, realistically. Mm. Like, hmm. being being hyper-independent is like being the strong Black woman or if there's a single mom and they're carrying all the weight of the household on their shoulders, like, you have no choice or you feel like you have no choice but to have it all together. You literally have no choice. And the thing is with being feminine and soft, um, if you meet a significant other that makes you feel like you could be, like, soft and feminine from being uh, versus being hyper-independent, it's hard because you're like, how do I let go? Like, how do I let mm. you open a door? How do I let you be like, no, I got it. What do you mean? Yeah. I've always right. had to have it. I always got it. Yeah. I've always had, like, I I have had it for my siblings. I sometimes have to had it for my mom. Um, you know, like, I, like, I'm the person who always has it. And then, or let's say you get that stripped away from you. Let's say, for me, mm. I moved. So, I can't be as I have to, I have to go back into my hyper independent side because the, that man is not traveling 4000 million miles just to, you know, give me a hug. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like that was stripped away from me. Granted, that it could be stripped away from you by you guys breaking up, them doing something to lose your trust. So I feel like there's just a yeah. lot of levels to being hyper independent to becoming feminine. And sometimes you got to switch it up because th- yeah. things change and it sucks. And you bring up like like having someone there that can allow you to be in your like feminine soft side. I feel like a lot of the discussion, I feel like this comes up all the time. For mm-hmm. for one, as a as a community, we need to do better on the topics that we are constantly going through. Because Ooh. why is angry black woman and I don't want to be like black men talking about, oh, I don't want to be with a black woman because they're angry or because they're aggressive. Like the same thing. The, I think this discourse happens like every month on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Constantly. But I hate to bring it up again. But just to kind of touch on that, I feel like it really is because from what I've noticed, like a lot of that hyper masculinity energy or like hyper independence is translated and seen as aggression. When in reality, it's really just a black woman not allow anyone else to interfere with that but it's yeah. it's painted in a negative light because if a black woman is handling her business really about it and isn't taking bs from anybody she's like seen as a b-word like a bitch yeah you oh, know absolutely. like and you can't really win mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's definitely freaking hard um and i feel like i've taken on I, i've said this a, a few times in the podcast i've taken on the thought process that nobody's coming mm-hmm. and no one's coming it's, to rescue it's you. It's too freaking true. It's too freaking true. And it sucks because you want to have people to depend on you. But at the same time, I think, especially as a black woman, you just have to be like, at the end of the day, I got me. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly right. probably going to have to have other people. Like, I'm probably going to have to take care of a cousin or uh, a kid or a sister or a brother. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I feel like, we have a lot riding on our shoulders. Right. You know? Right. And honestly, like, that really ties into, like, our net expectation that Black women have to do it all. And I think that one really hits home because, like we said, generational curses, for at least Black households, from what I've seen and from what I can relate to from other people, Black households usually are, like, matriarchal. Like, okay. everything revolves around the grandma like your grandma's house I feel like keeps everyone in line and if you oh, have seen soul food I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all have ever seen soul food but yes I feel like that really represents it pretty well because 
if the grandma passes away everyone is kind of like scrambling like what yeah. what happens now mm-hmm. that I think that explains why so many people favor their mom's side of the family like yeah usually the moms and the the grandmas and like the females that run a household keep things together so oh, when absolutely. when you're born into if you're a first daughter for example like me and Faith are both firstborn you know oldest daughter that expectation is ingrained pretty deep and it doesn't mean anyone's specifically telling you that mm-hmm. it just means you're seeing all the women in your life hold up this pressure constantly so why would you not do the same yeah how can i how can i not live up to that you know mm-hmm. but you're kind of like letting letting them down if you don't like it, it was there exactly. was never there was never a choice of like oh like you can no like it, it's it's passed down onto you right yeah it's like it really is and i don't think I don't think there's any way around it because until mm-hmm. like the dynamics of a black family change more, I guess, I don't even know how that would go about. To Me either. You. Like moms do a lot and they're expected to do a lot. And especially if there is no like father figure in the household, like mm-hmm. that is kind of hard to change. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the whole dad, not in the picture, that's rough. And then let's say you have like, for example, me, you have multiple kids that, and there's multiple baby daddies that also, like not, that aren't in the picture, but also they might be in the picture, but it's not in the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a, that's a typical, the mom has several baby daddies and all of the kids live in, live with the mom. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that, that wasn't mine. The thing is for me, I never saw my sisters as half sisters. Like they were just my sisters that just happened to have different dads. Um, yeah. But with me, it was like, okay, like, I got to make sure my sisters are good. And I feel like growing up, my sisters really didn't listen to me because my mom kind of treated all of us like triplets. And that's a lot to impact in and of itself, even though we were all different ages. But for me, it was now that I'm older, I feel like I'm like, okay, well, I feel like now it's passed on to me. Like, I'm the supporter, kind of. Mm, yeah. You know? Even though we're yeah. all pretty much the same age, not really, but like, two to four years apart like now I'm like okay like what can I do to make my sister's lives easier right it's big sister syndrome it's like absolutely absolutely truly yeah and honestly I think that's a a large reason why like perfectionism runs so deep in black women Mm. like I don't have one friend that's black that I feel like doesn't have some element of perfectionism to them like yeah feeling like if it's not, if I don't do it my way, it's gonna be right. Cause I have that issue. Like if I don't do it myself, I can't trust you to do it right. Cause like, yeah. you might mess it up. Like mm-hmm. I need to do it. I need to do it for me. You know, I yeah. need to do it myself. Mm-hmm. That element, and then also like if it's not done a hundred percent, I don't even want to look at it. I don't want my name on it. I don't want my name on it. And that's yeah. because guess what? If I do turn in something, not even like homework or nothing, but just like in general in life, if I'm putting my associating my name to something, it needs to be quality. It needs to be perfect because if it's not, as a black woman, I'm gonna be more criticized and more looked at crazy for doing something less than 100 percent than like a white counterpart would or yeah. an Asian counterpart or any other POC. I feel like yeah, and I like it's I, I don't even know what why we feel the need, but it's like. I would rather give my all, even though I know I'm going to be criticized, I'd rather say I tried my best. Right. Right. Because at least you can say, you know what? I did everything I possibly could and it still didn't work, Mm -hmm. you know? But if you don't, if you don't give it your all, then it's like, okay, then maybe I deserved this criticism Mm -hmm. or, you know, like you start faulting yourself. Yeah, for real. But to go back to just like the whole dad side, 
thing. Um, I feel like there's just something about person of color dads. Like, I don't even want to say black dads. Even person of color dads side of the family. And I've seen this, honestly, more on TikTok than in real life. But, like, I feel like even saying dad's side of the family has, like, a stain on it. Like, everybody wants to go to their mom's side family reunion, but not their dad's side. Mm. You kind of see that's wild because I I've only gone to my dad's. It's weird. Like I've only gone to my dad's family reunions. Really? But I I still yeah yeah like my dad's side of family would always have family reunions. But it's also my dad's mom's side that makes sense. Oh, I see. You see what I'm saying? So it Mm -hmm. still continues this trend of like the matriarch. Like it comes down to the mom's side. Yeah, and I feel like as our generation, like a lot of us is having kids. Okay, a lot of y'all are having kids, and I feel like. As a generation, not y'all. Pregnancy is in the air, babes. I'm closing my Bro, nose. I will hold my breath until I'm in the grave before <laughs> I have a kid right now. Okay. I just signed up for uh, healthcare and I only want to pay for myself. Um, but I feel like our generation has to do better because I'm going to be on my dad's side for my for all of my brother's kids. And I feel like that's so sickening. Like, I feel like we got to rewrite the story or something. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, I cannot be like, we I don't need to work on the narrative. I rewrite the narrative. Okay. Um, but I feel like we we grew up watching our moms do it all, um, especially if it's mm-hmm. like a single mom vibe or for you, like your dad, your dad was gone in the what branch was he in? Oh, the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that that one, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I could do a whole episode on military family mm-hmm. dynamics because yeah. that's a totally different ball game. It's like, like, I can't even get into it. But basically, like there were points where like my mom was basically handling it all because my dad was overseas. Yeah. So for those extended periods of time for like six months, like it's still kind of the same thing that I feel like I grew up with, mm-hmm. but just kind of different because it's not like he wasn't in the picture, but oh, he just wasn't physically there. So it was weird, but yeah. still the same definitely thing. Different, same, but different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now for me, um, I, my mom definitely had to maintain the entire house, household with little to no help. Granted, we had really amazing grandparents who took, the, t- took us in whenever we definitely couldn't support. My mom couldn't support us on, our, on her own, which shout out to them. Like, I really want to give them the world when I can because, wow, like, they took mm-hmm. us in several times. Um, and I just, I don't know. It's, it's definitely hard to, when you have, when you put your adult eyes on. Because growing up, I didn't realize, like, not we didn't get it out the mud per se but there definitely were a few sprinkles of dirt okay um and <laughs> the sandbox sandbox and um having the whole like okay we're gonna go to our dad's house this weekend and granted I really only saw my dad like maybe six days four days out of the out of the month and I feel like that does something to a little girl mm-hmm. you know and then seeing yeah. your mom do everything you're like okay and then you grow up and you learn things and you're like nah bro no bro, bro listen being being able to sit at the grown folks table changes things because there's things back. i'm like bro i don't even want to know like I, don't even tell me why I am i learning all of this like i didn't even know that's why that one don't mess with that one that's why we don't talk to her like it's a lot it's a lot i'll be like bro like why is auntie so-and-so like shunned from the family oh, oh. okay that, that that's that, why that makes a whole <laughs> lot oh that's why she was mean i probably would have been ruder like i understand right right he married that after okay, okay. you know like it makes sense mm-hmm. I, I probably would have burned sense. down the car too like so, like something right like that. um but let's go on to our other our next expectation so 
in a workplace setting, especially in our white one, which is honestly probably a lot of your guys' workplace settings, um, it can feel like you're the representation and spokesperson for the entire black race, especially mm. if you're already the only black woman, black woman, especially already there. I was going to say black women in particular. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I definitely have worked in settings where I was the only black woman, but there was a black man and it, I, sh- it felt like I was still the only black person in the room, mm-hmm. regardless if he was in there. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that doesn't go for every, like love black men, love yeah. all to death, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go for every black man. But I feel like the ones that I have been in settings with, but then again, he was also given kind of coon. So I was like, <laughs> they give coon. No, 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 not all of them, but the ones, the ones that I've worked with, it's mm-hmm. only been like two. It's only been the two. Okay. But they were very much like giving coon, like shucking and jiving in, in the workplace. And I'm like, bro, like we are the only black people in here. You're not even talking to me. Yeah. Like you won't, you genuinely won't even look at me. So I feel like depending on the setting, let's just say you're in an all white setting for, for hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. The pressure to go above and beyond is wild. Insane. Because if you don't, you will not be regarded as the same as your white counterparts for yeah. one. And two, who knows if you'll even get the recognition if you do go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You could give it your all and be the best, most hardworking person in the room and still not get the promotion. Yeah. Still not get the raise, still not get the award, all because of either favoritism or just flat out racism. Like mm-hmm. you take your pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this goes back. I feel like you touched on it like Everything I do needs to be of excellence. If I, if it's if my name is attached to it, and I feel like this yeah. goes right back, circles right back to that. Yeah, no, totally. Because it's like if I'm putting my name on something, and I think it's also this this tendency, like in the workplace, I feel like there's a tendency to know who to blame, mm. and for like accountability's sake, let's just say the PowerPoint is messed up. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, oh, the first question is who worked on it, yeah. right? And I think in a setting where like it's all white. And you don't really have, you could have allies. Not mm-hmm. to say like all white coworkers are bad. Cause I've had some white coworkers. I was truly like, thank you. Like they was really looking out. Mm-hmm. But I think if you are in a place where they're not looking out for you, you might be the first one to get thrown to the bus. Yeah. I'll um, be like quick, quick to say Denasia did it. <laughs> quick to be like, yeah, Denasia messed up the font. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Ariel as times new Roman, you know, like really mm-hmm. quick to throw you under the bus. So I feel like you can't be mediocre. Like you have to go above me on. And if you don't, I I've never even tested those waters I, to be honest. I actually don't even know what that means. Like for me, I don't so, think I even want to put my toe in because I, I know for a fact I'm gonna feel some type of way. Yeah, no, I, I'm water intolerant at that point because here's the thing. <laughs> like I I just ordered a whole bunch of clothes because my coworker said, I mean my manager said I was gonna be in the office Tuesday and Thursday. I get to the office yesterday. Why they? I said, how often do you come to the office? They said once a month. I said, well. Okay, got all these clothes. I'm gonna use them. I'm going to the office. Yeah, so, y'all gonna see me. No, y'all gonna see me. So I had I had a meeting with my coworker today, and um, he had really nice business casual. Granted, it was like body. I didn't even know body. Oh, Under Armour made business mm. casual, but they did, and I'm like, oh, you're real comfy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So he was wearing. He he kind of was giving field trip park vibes <laughs> on the call today, and I not chaperone. Like, no, literally, I said where are your business where's your business casual like at least put business casual on at the top like, right like what and Have i was like some decorum <laughs> i would literally never even try that because i would not want anybody to look down on me like oh like what does she think she's doing not wearing business casual you know right but I, had you did it had you pulled up no. in like 
some uh, Under Armour leggings and Under Armour shirt. They would have made the first call to HR. Like, we need to tell her about the policy on workplace wear. Like, please. Like, even if it's Zoom, like, at that point, don't, just don't even, don't even turn your camera. Like, right. <laughs> come on now. But also, I feel like it, if you've been in the company for a while, da, 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 I feel like it's also, like, I'm just starting. Comfort. But, but even, I just, I still think it's just a black person slash black woman. Just, I need to be the best I can be because I don't need them to do I don't need them to nitpick even more than I already think they're they're going to. Right, right. And just like a small thing, like I think that's also like Zoom culture. Like I had a Zoom wig, baby. During the pandemic, <laughs> yeah. I had a wig I put on for every Zoom call. The second that Zoom call ended, that wig was off and I was in bed. Screaming. Like, <laughs> literally screaming. No, literally had a Zoom wig. Because you know you get on them calls and you have your camera off. Can everyone turn their camera on? Like, you know, research shows that you're more productive <laughs> with your camera. No, baby. I am not. Like, I think that's a black woman thing in period. Like, yeah. black person thing in general. Like, why do I need my camera on? It's not like I'm looking crazy 24-7, but for the most part, I usually am at home. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to. Ugh, now I got to throw the wig on. I got to put the headband on. Like, bro, bro. My mom would always say, I never, I'd be like, girl, be quiet. She would always say, you represent me when you go out. Granted, like. When, oh my when I granted growing up and even to this day like we my grandparents had like a mega church and my obviously my a lot of people knew my mom so it would be like oh you're charity's daughter and I'm like girl mm. in a Walmart like girl can I just wear my pajamas like come on <laughs> and so like it would happen often and then I would be like okay like oh I'm just so tired of people knowing me like this is so agitating like, yeah, I'm a part of the church, but I wore my miniskirt and we can be called it a day. Like, but now I understand it. And for me now, it's it's my personal brand. Like, I represent mm. me when I go out. Right. I'm like, I got to feel put together. Like, I really can't yes. Adam Sandler anymore. And it's so agitating yes. for real. That is real because literally, oh my gosh, I remember this was a whole thing of my mom. Like, there was one point where I was just in a like a rebellious I don't want to iron my clothes like <laughs> oh no <laughs> ironing used to make me sick. Sick, sick ironing to this day I hate ironing like I will iron but I truly know and my mom was like no like you need to have them clothes starched baby like mm-hmm. standing up you need to standing up okay like it's yeah it's giving flat stanley mm-hmm. and i was like i'm not trying to iron and we went through a whole thing and she was like you don't understand that when you leave this house the first thing people see about you is your appearance. Yeah. And you, if you walk out of here looking crazy, people are going to think you crazy. Like, you're not going to get any type of credibility off that. You're yeah. going to have to work 10 times harder to prove yourself because mm-hmm. you didn't even show up looking the part at first. Yeah. And I was like, girl, well, I see other people doing the same thing. Like, no, it's not the same It for was us. No. It's it was not never the same. The same it us. was never going to be you. It was never going to be me, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I think that's really been, like heavily ingrained in me to the point where I have to have a zoom wig because I can't be out here looking crazy like girl I have my deep conditioner in under this wig yeah so it's just like really something that I don't I didn't have to unlearn but I definitely came to learn why Mm -hmm. you know like yeah as I got older I just understood the why the why Mm -hmm. yeah because I the amount of times we got into arguments over ironing, I said, "Girl, this ain't even wrinkles." She said, "I don't care." I said, "Okay, I'm 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 moving out tomorrow." <laughs> I was like eleven, ready to screaming, <laughs> ready to strike, iron, but ready no, to same. strike. Same, literally same. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but back to working. Um, we definitely feel like 
you can't just give the mediocre in the workplace. You have to give 110%. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is that um, in the workplace, especially if you work with a lot of white people, I think when social things happen in like big things happen in society that are more centered around race like mm-hmm. you really are expected to be the spokesperson for the entire black race and it's yep. wild because mm-hmm. when when the protests were happening um like summer 2020 and i was working literally like i could sense the tension on the calls i was oh, wow. in person i could sense the tension because they know damn well what was happening no one wanted to bring it up unless i brought it up first type of thing and when they did bring it up, it was more like, Denasia, like, how do you feel? Like, we want to hear your perspective. And I, I, part of me was like, okay, like, I appreciate you bringing it up because it shows you're thinking about it. But at the same time, like, I felt this, like, immense pressure to, like, just be able to speak so well on it that I was, like, representing every, every Black person, essentially, in that moment. Yeah. And I knew I couldn't, like, say the wrong thing, but, like, also what was the right thing. Like, I couldn't speak truly how I felt because it would probably come off offensive. Absolutely. So it was just, like, I can't be completely honest about how I truly feel about what's happening in this country because it's not going to come out pretty and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. So I had to learn how to, like, reform what I was saying and kind of give, like, a... I don't know. I was kind of torn. Like, do I be completely honest or do I give the like sugar-coated version? Mm-hmm. And I also felt like a lot of them were looking to me to like educate them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like that's a lot that happens with black people in like college or academia or workplace settings. Like they're looking at you to educate them on issues. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you should take it upon yourself to go and learn about these things. I shouldn't be the person that has to be your lifelong teacher yeah. about why racism is bad in America and mm-hmm. why we have police, police brutality happening day in and day out. You know, mm-hmm. like, it was crazy. To say the very least, 2020 was wild. Yeah, that that's a whole lot. When The thing is, I learned about Juneteenth when everybody else, the whole uh, the whole other part of the country other than Texas learned about Juneteenth. Like, and the thing is, they were expecting me to speak up in in the in the forums during my internship. I was like, ah, uh, uh. it's just very hard if you're like naturally kind of a shy person at the workplace, and now you're kind of put into this role. But I definitely did. I did take advantage of it. Like, I I think I started. I was like kind of nervous at first because they would have all these like diversity connectivity events where uh-huh. we're we're disclosing how to make people in the workplace feel safer if they're like a person of color. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, I just stopped sugarcoating and just told them how it was. Because I said, you know, baby, it is 2020. If you are still not taking it upon yourself to learn about the struggles of other people in this country, I just need to tell you straight. Yeah. So I stopped like, I stopped holding back at a certain point. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. at first it was just nervous. Cause I was like, am I going to be treated differently outside of this little forum we have for an hour because of what I said am I yeah. gonna be is someone gonna report me to HR like there was just a list of things that came along with it mm-hmm. but the main thing that reminds me of this is the fact that um I had a white coworker before 2020 that we were talking about like songs and stuff and I remember we were riding together to go to lunch and I was like it was a number of them in the car and the songs that was coming on, like, wasn't clean because she had it on her Oscord. Mm-hmm. And the girl, like, but I, the song that came on, I can't remember what it was. It was, it was like, it was some Chris Brown song. And I mm-hmm. knew, I knew what word was going to come up. Ooh. So I was listening intently. I said, don't nobody in this car better say what I think they're going to say. Ah. And none of them said it. But they all sensed that I was, like, watching, you know? Mm-hmm. And the one girl goes, oh, like, um, Denasia, like, I, I would never say that word in front of you. And I said, in front in of front? you. In front? 
I said in front of me, like, you mean to tell me if I wasn't in the car, y'all would be all in here like, this is a scene from White Chicks where y'all was all just what? screaming it. I was like, what do you mean in front of me? And she was like, well, I just feel like when it's in a song, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but if it's in a song, like, what? why would the artist, yes, girl, she was like, why would the artist that's black make it if he doesn't want people to sing along to it? No. And I said, baby, maybe you're not the target audience. Did we ever think about that? What? Did we Mom. ever think about that? And I said, it's not a matter of, oh, the circumstance of which you're saying it. The word is the word. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I grew up in, I grew up here and, you know, maybe we just don't have too many racial tension issues where I felt like it was a big deal. Like, literally, Whoa. I was in awe, moms. I was in awe. I was like, that's where, insane. like, it went completely left field. Like, the rest of the lunch was awkward because I didn't even say, I didn't, I had nothing else to say. Yeah. I had to read it for filth for like them five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I just don't want you to feel like uncomfortable. I said, that's too late, baby. You yeah. already revealed your true colors. To You're me. weird. Weird. Not funny. Ha ha. Funny. Weird. That. And basically, yeah, like she, she basically asked me to educate her. Why the, why saying the N word as a white woman was bad. And I, it, that's, it, the thing is, if you want to do that, sure. But it, it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to. It's not my responsibility to educate you on on issues that have been happening in this country for years. That's you are a grown woman. That my part. thing is like she was she had about five years on me. The woman no. was grown. You are grown. Like you have no excuse. I feel like at that point it's just ignorance if you choose to not. Basically, you said, "Oh, it don't got to do with me." So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna learn about it. I'm not gonna think about it. It's just out of my head. But I'm gonna go ahead and sing along to this Chris Breezy song because if he didn't want me to say it, why would he have this song? <laughs> what kind of logic, babes? So that's insane. I think that was my first because I was oh my god I was I was young when that happened. I was not even I wasn't even twenty yet. So like with when that happened, it really showed me what I was in for, mm-hmm. and had this unrealistic expectation of black women and black people in general to be the educators of the world and tell everybody why slavery was bad, why racism <laughs> is bad, and why Look you should say the n word. Look at baby, like come on, you knew it was bad. You knew you shouldn't have been saying it, but saying it, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Oh, bro, bro, I know my, my blood just got boiled just thinking about it because that really pissed me off for a long time and I could not even eat lunch with the heifer. I said, it's over, babes. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even look at you the same. But, bro, yeah. have you seen, I don't know, this was like, I don't even know what year this happened on Twitter, but some some girl asked Gina Rod- Rodriguez for a scholarship and she was like, <laughs> oh, let's, let's research, mama. And that's she exactly how She said, let's do some said. research. Yes, that's literally, that's literally. She said, let's do some research. Why did you even reply, girl? Oh, my God. That was, I remember seeing that. Between that and heebie-jeebies. Remember the heebie-jeebies video? Yes. Yes. Yeah, jail. I said, now, Jane, Jane the Virgin, (laughs) let's do better, babe. No, literally. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a good point, too. Like, it don't always be the white people. Like, there's Mm -hmm. other people of color that can be just as racist, if not more. That. And they think because we're all, I don't even know, even saying person of color sometimes can get a little, uh-uh, uh-uh. because yeah. there's different meanings to that. <laughs> and for me, I just say black because you know who I'm talking about. If uh-huh. I say black yeah. versus person of color. That is a huge That's range. Broad. Like you got people pulling up their ancestry documents talking about <laughs> I'm 12%. Like there's, there's a huge, yeah, there's a huge range of like what it means to be a person of color versus just saying I'm a black woman. No, he, ab- um, no, absolutely. A- yeah, absolutely, Abs- absolutely. 
Um, but it really does remind me, like, this has been happening for a long time. Because you think about, like, in school, when slavery would come up during, you know, chapter 11. And, and the crazy part is slavery happened for such a long, like, like percentage of this country's history. And usually it was only boiled down to, like, one chapter in a history book. That. Like, Emancipation Proclamation, slaves is free, we good. Like, mm-hmm. that's really how it went. And I remember even, like, being in school, if slavery ever came up, because yeah. usually I was the only black girl in the class, mm-hmm. they was all, like, like turning their heads to look at me. And like, see what do you reaction. have to say? Yeah, like, I would be like, I don't even know what they were expecting. Like, what was I going to say? <laughs> Truly, what was I going to say? Like, I had a speech prepared. Like, like oh, okay, yeah, I've been pre- I was preparing this last night. Like, we were, like, pastors got a sermon prepared. Right. No. Right. No. Like, I was expecting each of them to go around the room and apologize individually. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. And it made me more than anything just more uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Because I knew for a fact they were sugarcoating the content we were getting. So it wasn't even truly how bad slavery was. And then, two, now I got to sit here and be the spokesperson for everybody at age eight. <laughs> like, what? No, it was just a lot of pressure, like, ingrained very early on being, like, in all white settings. And um, so. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like now age eight, you know, granted, we wasn't doing a push, but I feel like in a push, we definitely went we dived a bit deeper. Uh, and being in an AP class, you you mm. I mean, granted, we went to a PWI. So a PWI plus AP class, you really wasn't seeing a lot of color. Especially oh black. And no, for real. The triangle trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're looking at you yeah that was no he wasn't it wasn't digging too deep let's just say that yeah because we spent about eight chapters on world war like two and three uh not not three oh my god <laughs> world war one and two i hope we don't got it please one. lord have mercy like not the whole we, we spent more time on the potato famine than you know R- right like, like uh this definitely and they're talking about, oh, well, you know, there's probably more content in your college classes during the African-American history classes. No. I'm like, ain't that still, it's still American history. Besides the point, baby. That, we can go on a whole episode on education, K-12. That part. That part. But <laughs> let's go ahead and get into how to overcome this. Granted, it's going to take a lot. You're going to be breaking a lot of generational curses. Uh, it's giving very much break every chain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are some tactics that you can do to try and mitigate this like feeling of having to be like on your p's and q's at all times and realizing it's okay to not be okay and the first tip that we have for you guys is to talk to yourself like you would a close friend or even like a younger version of yourself Mm -hmm. and to treat yourself with that type of kindness that you deserve and remember that you're not perfect Mm -hmm. and I think like part of that is also healing your inner child like if you can act like you're giving advice to your 10 year old self would you talk to her crazy no yeah. I, I would hope not <laughs> i would hope not okay yeah like talk to her the way talk talk to yourself the way you would talk to her essentially mm-hmm. and be kind to yourself because you deserve it yeah like like you know like you know that voice and that demeanor you give when you see a very cute baby like oh hi mamas you know like that yeah you know yeah talk to mm-hmm. yourself like that because you deserve compassion like you yes. really really do um this isn't on here, but I would also say another tip is to fill your feed. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to end up being on a social media, either one day in another one week, another one month. You know, fill your feed with things that that fe- that fuel you, that feed you. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, don't take, a, you know, go through your follower list and be like, 
do they do they bring me chaos? Sometimes mm. chaos is good. Sometimes a good close friends chaos is good. But I'm not talking like your whole feed being chaos. That's a lot to wake up to. That's a lot. That's a lot. If your whole feed is just shade room, yeah, we, honestly, it's a lot. Honestly, like so, like it can be kind of like overbearing sometimes. But following like two to three one of those podcasts that are like not podcasts of those um, pages that are like just filled with just like positivity yeah positivity or like things that that make you feel good like this Mm. is how you talk to yourself you should have yes you you know like those type of pages you know what i'm talking about yeah like ones that feed you instead of like tearing you down that that part um another one is don't be afraid to set boundaries even with family and close friends in fact these are the people who probably abuse your boundaries the most uh, my my little brother even called me today I have literally 17,000 brothers but one of my brothers called me today and um, we had talked about it like I, I, I was even talking about how like uh, not many, very many people have instant access to me and I and I've made that like very clear and mm. he called me and he was like I was like sweets now you, I'm not doing nothing but, you know, you're supposed to text me and be like, hey, are you free to call? He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm impeding on your boundaries. Do you want, us to, you want me to try this again? You want me to text you? Like, you know, the, even the fact that he, mm. was, he, was, he was so eager to go through, I, I was like, nah, sweet. We already on a call. Come on. But, like, the fact that he understands those boundaries. Sometimes he'd be forgetting because mm-hmm. we, we both have bad memory. But I set those boundaries and even be like, hey, I'm going to send you a calendar invite. My sister initially thought it was stupid. She's like, I'm not doing that faith. Now she's like, ooh, we, I'm kind of busy. I haven't talked to you in a week. I'm like, yeah, you want that calendar invite? Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> G-Cal. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, and this also comes into play when you're transitioning to a, a new lifestyle or a new mm-hmm. setting. This also includes moving to a new city. Um, you got to make those transitions, especially with this stupid time zone. You have mm. to set those boundaries. And this is yeah. not all about time, but time is a huge boundary that you need to set with a lot of people for sure yeah totally and I do think that the people that are closest to you can be the hardest to set the boundaries with Mm -hmm. it's easy to set a boundary with someone that you don't talk to or someone that you're not close with because it's no love lost Mm -hmm. but like setting boundaries with especially with family that's rough Mm -hmm. and I think even like cutting off family members or cutting off friends I think people are always like oh that's your brother or that's your cousin like there's (laughs) no way you can like family like family is family but at the end of the day if you're going through a situation where the toxic person in your life is a family member Mm -hmm. blood is thicker than water but at the same time they have to respect you as a human being first yeah that's just the point of it like you if if it's causing you more mental drainage to deal with that family member than to just be like oh they're my life like i think it's worth it to try to spend away from that person or set, set that boundary with them because family Family is very complicated, and yeah. I think that for me personally, I feel like if if you got a toxic or abusive person in your family, and they are a family member, you got to cut that person off. Family or not, because they're mm-hmm. not acting very, um, very what's the word? Familial. Familial. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a point too, because I know a lot of people be going through like family issues and don't know how to cut them off. But um, yeah, well, and the well, third one, baby. you got to do it. For your own health. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot control other people's perception of you. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Because it's hard to understand. That. It's hard to get through, get through your head truly. Like you cannot control how other people feel about you. 
You cannot control how other people view you. It is not your problem. If you have good intentions and you do your best to treat everybody with kindness and be the best version of yourself, you cannot worry about how other people still continue to feel about you. Yeah. And I think this is something that I really had to learn because for me, I'm a little social butterfly Mm -hmm. and I really, I've always had, I've never had like a, a lot of friends. I've always had a good solid group of friends that I considered my like besties Mm -hmm. but I do have a lot of acquaintances and I have a lot of people that I just know Mm -hmm. you know but having those people perceive me and not being able to control their perception of me would really used to drive me crazy like if I'm doing my best to 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 be nice to people and they still don't like me I'm like why don't they like me oh my god why don't they like me like genuinely like what what am I doing wrong and Mm -hmm. I I think especially through that and now college I'm like girl I don't care like that you feel how you feel I can't control how you feel truly it's more of a reflection of them than me mm-hmm. but you really have to understand that and I think once you do it, you'll feel a lot more free rather than worrying about what every single person is thinking about you you cannot control how they perceive you mm-hmm. yeah when I got into college and realized nobody cares listen mm. I think that's mm. what my Adam Sandler started <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not even go. I said, "Oh, they don't care about me. Like they literally live in their own lives." You ain't got mm-hmm. to tell me twice. Yes, it's literally spotlight effect. Like you think what's going on in your life is like the center of the world. I mean, every that is the center of your world, but yeah. not everybody else's. You mm-hmm. know, no big facts. Um. Yes, and then our last tip is therapy. I mean, therapy for Black girls. I know several of my friends that found their therapist through that site. Um, mm-hmm. I think the best way to get over things or even just start healing through them is to just talk about it. Yeah. Talking about it is the first step. And I think can help you find a black therapist who relates to what you're going through. Something about having a therapist that's not black don't sit right with me. Because that I just feel like there's right. a level that there's a level of like understanding that I would get talking to another black woman about my problems. So I I feel like if you're listening, you probably are the same way or similar. So I think going through a site like Therapy for Black Girls or um, there's another one, BetterHelp, that Mm -hmm. also offers like therapy if you are a black girl. And the therapist on there will understand what you're going through. And you won't have to like explain, over explain yourself to someone that might not understand like just the daily struggles we go through as black women. Yeah, explaining to a cis white man like, oh, you know, uh, you know, as my mom was a single mom and, you know, I like oh uh i just feel like like not saying they're not good at their jobs like they probably are trained to understand any situation but i don't know it's just a level of understanding i guess yeah and i will say if you're about to be a corporate girly um or are on health insurance or about to be on health insurance um i would say contribute a decent amount to your health savings account if you do get one so that you can spend it whatever money that you do have to pay out for your therapist you can spend it on there also before you pick your plan I would say find a therapist before you pick your plan because I literally picked my plan based on the therapist I had in 2021 so that I could go back to her because she's mm. a little pricey but she's worth it and I do feel like having like a older more I, I feel like sometimes people can't have to go through multiple therapists to find the right one but I found a really great one having an older black woman who is very open-minded oh my goodness she like it feels kind of like auntie vibes Mm, it's that's good i cannot wait so um i would definitely do that and also there if you can't afford therapy here's the thing um i would say definitely freaking journal i've been journaling not every other day like i wanted to but at least two three times a week and frick Mm. it's 
my hand hurts because all of my thoughts just get spilled down. Um, and also listening, sometimes they can be boring, but those those podcasts where it's like they really dive deep into those things, like if they have a degree mm. or something. Yeah. Oh, my Those goodness. psychologists? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you or if listen to Dr. So-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they've been yeah. through a lot of life, because one one of the podcasts I listen to is called Sis Get Your Ish Together. And she's she's led a life. I, I, I haven't really started from episode one, but at what I've heard from this season or whatever, however she does it, she's she's definitely led a life and she definitely has a lot of good tidbits, I'd say. Mm-hmm. For younger mm-hmm. women, black women. Yeah. So I, I would say just experiment with a few podcasts and um, Instagram people and therapists until you find your 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 what's family, I guess. Yeah, your match. Your match? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, that. That. But um, yeah. Let's what, get straight into that. This felt like therapy, honestly. Oh, ab- oh absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I love this podcast. <laughs> Not to be biased. I'm, but... Hey, I'm gonna go back <laughs> and re-listen. Okay. <laughs> and I will every time. Um, let's get into our affirmation of the week. Um, Deneja, you want to say it this time? Yes, yes. I am allowed to be myself and show people who I am. I am gentle with myself and allow myself to feel so I can heal. And that will be on our Instagram later if you want to see it written out. Let's say you're a visual learner girl. We got you. Yeah, we got you. Um, And we also have our question of the week. Shout out to everyone that's been submitting anonymous questions to our link in our link tree on our Instagram page. It's mm-hmm. called Free Suggestion Bots. Um, let's take a call from the request line, baby. Yeah. How do you know when it's the right time to go on your first vacation? Mm. And specifically, Faith, how long were you and Lola together before you went on your first vacation? And what did you learn about him from this experience? Oh, I thought you put that in. I didn't realize she put that in. No, she put that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I feel Lola's. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay um so i actually had um asked lola because i have horrible memory and he has the best memory ever um but we went around our year and a half mark um and here's the thing if you can't even be in a house with them without being anno- annoyed in your city don't try and go to another city <laughs> i promise mm. you it's not going to be fun y'all might leave broken up or somebody i don't know okay um, but I did ask Lola, I said, or Dami, sorry, it's hard. I said, why was he cool with us going to another country together? And he said he saw himself being with me long term and it was a needed new experience. And I feel like sometimes relationships can get stale. For us, I feel like we've been in the honeymoon phase from the jump for real. Uh, but I do feel like seeing new scenery, being in another place with just y'all together, like that's a whole new level of I feel like love. Like, I mm-hmm. love you so much. I'm spending this much on a plane ticket. Also, sitting on a plane and then being uncomfortable because, you know, my boyfriend's a big man. You know, like, being in, the, in those little seats, like, that's a bond. It's definitely a bonding experience. Every single little thing that you guys go through. Like, mm-hmm. going to the airport with the person is a whole thing in and of itself. Like, where, like the, where's your etiquette at? Like, you really see the little <laughs> things, like how you were raised in an airport. Right. You Do you not wear socks? Do you not wear socks? Do you go that. through the little security thing barefoot? That. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, sometimes I do. I Sometimes I do. It is, oh, it is. baby. <laughs> oh, honey. I can't, I can't even hold you. I can't even lie. Okay. 
but we hey we're trying we're doing better okay? <laughs> we're doing our best <laughs> we're doing our best like, i'm trying my best but it also so i was like i also asked him i was like how did like how did going to paris even come up and he was like it literally came up in casual conversation and we just turned to something real like if you can't even depend on them to take off their card at the mcdonald's don't go to, out of the country with them mm. do, do not because here's the thing we split everything half um like he'll he would buy me trinkets and stuff um but we we just about split everything half and the thing is we're 20 like it was never giving you're sponsoring my trip mm, like yeah. unless like they got it like that like i need y'all to have your expectations realistic okay and if you're with a man or a woman or a person that you love you need to understand their financial situation and you don't you you if whoever whatever woman you're seeing who's getting multiple trips sponsored just go ahead and unfollow her (laughs) (laughs) there's something that she's doing behind the scenes that you probably wouldn't want to do for real um so yeah but um i will say I learned from this. I learned from going to Paris that like this. Granted, I've I've known it from the job. Everybody know I've wanted been. I've wanted to get married since since the first month. But I was like, this is my man. Like, it was just. It, it was like just being in a new city, and it was just us together, and it was just like. It was it was giving like Pinterest vibes, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was so it was just so sweet, and you re- you really learn a lot a lot about a person traveling anywhere. It could be to yeah. literally another state, but another country. Like, it's it's just a lot. It, it's it's very sweet, and it's a it's a fun time. I would say here's the thing: but before you do that, before you even buy the ticket, be in the clear, and make sure y'all on the same page about money, about food, about where y'all stand, have everything booked. Because the last thing you need is to archive your cute vacation pics because he wants to embarrass you a few months down the line. Imagine. <sighs> Yeah, no, girl. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. If he's on the page and we going on vacations together, that's my man. Like, there's no going mm-hmm. back. He he need to have it together because I'm not archiving nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah. So I would say not that you know when it's the right time, but the fact, even just the fact that it came up in casual conversation. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I really want to go to Paris. I really want to go. Like he was like, oh, okay. Like where, where would you like to go? Okay, I've always wanted to go there too. All right, well mm. let's make it happen. You know, like it was right. it was a joint effort, and I love effort. Oh my gosh, I love like oh, you're <laughs> happy too. You're happy like you're 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 lit about this too. Like we're gonna do a countdown together. Like yeah, girl, yeah. Y- you'll know. You you got that feeling. Yeah, and I would say um, this is a personal rule. Um, I don't think I would ever be someone or like in a very, I, I'm not even the person to be like long lifelong partner. Like, no, I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, you're not about to call me your girlfriend at age 50. Please. Um, that's just me though. I know there's a lot of people that have like really good relationships without getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that it's very important to travel with your partner because you learn so much by going on a trip with someone. Yeah. So much. It's different than just going on a date or y'all living together, being at each other's houses. Like traveling with someone really shows you a lot about if you guys are kind of on the same wavelength mm-hmm. um, and what type of person they are. And if you figure out something that you can't stand about that person on the vacation, it's better that you know then than to find out later. <laughs> that part. 
that like yeah. how, like how do they operate in hotels yes are they clean mm-hmm. are they oh my god there's just so much that comes with it like yeah i think it's very important yeah no absolutely yeah um but this was a good one yeah thanks guys for submitting questions keep on submitting all of your okay even if we're not qualified to speak on them we will do some research and figure it out for you girl that because part. last week we don't we've never had to deal with mother-in-laws but best believe we gonna try mm-hmm yeah, I was actually I was actually listening to it, and I was like, "Girl, we can't help you." <laughs> I would try not to say that again. I'm really gonna try to be like helpful, but like sometimes I'm like, I literally cannot think of a solution. So yeah, there's certain balance. certain topics like I don't like if, if anyone ever asks like how to handle a divorce or like a oh my like God. if there's if there's ever a circumstance that I just truly have no personal like I have never gone through that or like birth for example no. i don't know you know mm-hmm. but i will try girl i will do a birth simulator to figure out how to help Please. you or i mean we'll ask my friend. best you know hey ask somebody we'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll phone a friend okay that part like that part um <laughs> but yeah thank you guys for listening as always that part please follow us on top of black girls we have one more episode for the season and then we are just going to be active for um a few weeks social media yeah on social media and then we'll be active there and then we'll get back to posting yeah we'll be back with season three big facts big facts um but all right love y'all bye guys see you next week